0: How many people believe there is an enemy, an adversary, the one that comes against you? No matter what you do, there is always one to come against you. It would be awesome if, if the Lord would just save us and then the devil would just leave us alone. It wouldn't it be often that, that, that each day you're loving the Lord and just walk out and everything's just wonderful? That would be awesome, wouldn't it? But that's not the way it is. Even though the salvation, the lifting the burdens of your life are lifted off, you're like, God, you are so good. And you open, God opens your eyes to see the truth. And your life is never the same. The only problem is, is this. When you say yes to Jesus, you're saying no to the devil. And when you say yes to Jesus, all of a sudden, those things the devil was doing, you're saying no to. And he does not like that. He does not like... He hates you, and he says, you know what? I'm going to come against him. He, he has quite a few uh, demons working for him. And often this discussion is not talked about in church, and, and I don't know uh, why, why that's the case, because if you learn how to fight fairly, if you learn how to fight the good fight, in those times of battle, you'll know how to stand up, and you know how to direct the word towards your enemy. And you'll see deliverance in your life. And unfortunately, the devil will leave... But he comes back at his another opportune time. You see, he will watch you, and he will send his demons to look at you and to tempt and do all those things, and they come back and report to him. And he makes sure that you are—if you are if you're a believer—he makes sure you're a target. There's nobody in this place that said yes to Jesus is not made a target. If you think you are not a target, you have been deceived. You are a target because you are a believer. And believers will always be targeted, which means you have an enemy that will always be working against you. And so what you got to make sure of, that you don't hear his voice and agree. That you stand on the word of God and his voice, led by the Holy Spirit to all truth, that you will be able to speak truth in those times and fight fairly. How many people believe they want to learn how to fight like me? You know, I believe he's calling me to a new place. He's calling me to the front lines. All of us are called to the front lines, and there's always an adversary, I should say, that is always coming against us. He's waiting for his time, and he will come the next opportune time, which is probably a daily occurrence in most of our lives. So let me just start by this. We're going to go into the army or the the armor of God, and we're going to talk about each weapon. And I believe if we get a good foundation of what he's saying in this story, and this, this truth that's led by Paul, I believe we're going to be able to fight fairly. And I believe we're going to have breakthrough, not only here in your life. First of all, I want to start about his position. Can we do that right now? What is Christ's position? What is his position in this? I don't know about you. I'd like to know that because if I'm going to fight in an army, i got to know my commander-in-chief and i got to know what he's going to do. What is his position so that I might fall in place? You're not going to fight an enemy in confusion. You're going to fight him in clear thought. And you got to know where your position is. And if you don't know where yours is, you must know where your chief is, your master. So let's find out what his position is. And I want to turn you to Ephesians 1:20 20 and 21. It says this, God the Father raised Jesus from the dead and seated him seated him at the right hand, his right hand, in heavenly places. And it says, now listen to me very carefully. This is important. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Now, you know his position. Let me say it again. His position in heavenly places is far above. What is that word next? Far above. Altogether. One, two, three. Far above. Isn't that good news? That is incredible news. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion in every name that is named. That is good news now that we know his position christ jesus was put there in heavenly places now we may understand ours now is there anything in your life that is above him how about those times that the adversary comes against you is there any rule or authority that he has against you because of his position there is zero that's good news I like that. That means I've had a pretty good stance because the king of kings is residing in me, which means my position has now been amplified. Satan's greatest fear is revealed by his first temptation. Explain it. This is the adversary that comes into your life. He's the one that wants to get off stray. He doesn't he cannot stop salvation, but he will do everything in his power to get you off track, to mess with your mind. His, I believe he's revealed. His greatest fear is revealed in his first temptation to Christ. What is it? If you are the son of God, if you are a son and daughter of God, you see, he will always come in where he is most fearful. He knows that if you know your position, he knows his. So he wants to make sure to confuse you in this. If he can confuse your mind about who he is and who you are in him, he can now say, well, are you truly... Are? And you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I'm not sure because I'm not seeing God move here, and, and so maybe I'm not. Maybe, you see, that is a mind problem. and It's exactly where he wants to keep you. If he can keep you in the mind... You will, never know your, you will never truly be in your position to fight. Isn't that good? Christ's position. If you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Serve me. You do this. Prove to me who you are. That's a lie. And he used the word to confuse you. Don't be confused today. I want to go back into our struggle. Can we do that real quickly here? Anybody a wrestler in here? Let me see the hands. Anybody's ever wrestled before? How many people like to wrestle with people right now in their life? (laughs) There's times where you get to wrestling and someone gets hurt. My My mom always said this. My brother and I were only about a year apart. If you knew my brother and you knew me, we were good buddies, but we had our conflicts. And yet he got into wrestling first. I was a year behind him. So when I moved up in eighth grade, I decided to get in wrestling too. And so we had two wrestlers in the house. And then my dad was kind of like that too, because he wrestled when he was young. And so we had three wrestlers in the house. And if you know anything about wrestling in the house, it's not a good idea. (laughs) So often we were find ourselves in those headlocks. You know what I'm saying? And, you sit and and if you know wrestling, you have to get more creative because it's not that whole throw around. You have to find out who is man, man. And so can I demonstrate something today? Keith, you want to be my demonstration today? He's like, no, no, no. Okay. Come on up here, Robert. And, 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 and wrestling, and this is something you might be able to teach some people in your house, hopefully ones who won't use it on you, Okay. And so what you have to realize in wrestling, there is a headlock. I've got to, and since I don't know his moves, and he doesn't know my moves, he is going to be very defensive, and I'm going to be defensive, trying to figure each other out. So typically, here's what happens. And I'm not going to hurt anybody. We're not going to get hurt here. We're, going, we're no. Going to don't, my wife said, don't hurt me. Don't throw me on the cement. And, and so what would happen is it would... There's six minutes. Anybody know in wrestling, there's three periods, six minutes total, with two minutes each period, and that's the longest six minutes of your life. It seems like forever because you're in that constant trying to maneuver and trying to push and trying to, you know, try to put the person... You want to pin the guy, but it's very difficult to take him to his back. And so if you get a good wrestler and you're a decent wrestler, this is competition. So... There is a position of headlock. And if you know anything about wrestling, first there's just, there's basically, there's a stance, right? And then you want to get in right stance. Now, in this stance, you're trying to figure each other out. I can tell by his stance there is a weakness. He can tell by my stance there's a weakness. And so we look at each other like this. And when we get in time, I look him over and I say, okay, do I see any weaknesses? Do I see an area that I can, that I can attack? Do you know the word struggle means that? It means to wrestle. He was ready, wasn't he? Do you see him? He does wrestle. Okay. All right. So that's a good thing. We've got two wrestlers here. That means, the word means to wrestle. It means to pin the other person down. It's to hold them down. It's to take position. It's not like the battle where you... It means to grab hold of... And to wrestle that person down, to make them submit. Okay. Are we ready? Now, first hold is what they call a headlock, okay? Headlock is you can bring this hand around here, he'll headlock around me and I headlock like on the hand. Oh, I gotta take my glasses off. <laughs> okay. Okay, you got a big grip there. About ripped my whole microphone off. Okay, I'll see if I can talk and do the same time. Okay, so basically it's like this, okay? And I'm looking for a way that I can look for maneuvering, okay? He's gonna do the same thing. So, one of the things you do in wrestling, everybody see? (laughs) Is that you move towards him and he moves back, okay? But that's a way to set him up. You always wanna use the move of the opponent to take them down. If you want to use your own strength against his strength, you're going to tire yourself out. But if I move towards him and he moves back, that can bring an opening. Oh, Oh. see? (laughs) Shall we stop there? It's very quick. I'm just showing him my, her my manlyhood today," he said. After, after 20 years, you got to try new things, see. And I'm not that Robert would be the one I have to do it with. So that is one way is to maneuver because when he pushes back, guess what? His momentum is coming against me. All I got to do, and when he's pushing, he's not thinking about this arm. You see, he's pushing me to see whether he can get in. That opens the arm. You see. Then all I have to do. Possession then take him to the mat. I kept his arm Yep <laughs> Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> okay So that's that's one way of using your opponent and I won't use I won't use this but there's called a heel pick the other one's a heel pick You can, do it, can bounce, you can bounce. <laughs> Basically in the heel pick it's the same thing you want to look for momentum, but also I'm looking for a foot Okay, so when that foot comes... So I work with him. and that foot comes where it needs to be, I come down, I take the foot, and throw him back. So there's ways to use the opponent... Thank you. you Don't want to get it. To this. Nice. Yeah. He did good. Hey, I can see. Okay. There's ways to use the opponent against you in their disadvantage. To wrestle... Is not an opponent against you back. Oh, he's coming today. Oh, just pow. Then I can leave him alone. Oh, he's coming back. It's not like that. To wrestle is to headlock. But you've got to know your opponent. You've got to know his tactics. And you've got to know how to put him down. Okay? Which means the opponent will come back. He'll look for the next opportune time. And when he comes back, he looks for your weakness. You think that worked that time. I'm going to try a heel pick. You think that worked that time. I'm trying a reversal. You see, the problem is this. We just know one word. I asked a person the other day, he said, well, what word do you have to stand on? Well, I have this one I've learned about back, you know, a few years ago. I said, that's not going to work. Though his word is his word. He knows the word better than you do. To repeat his word to you, to him may remind him doubtful, but you've got to be in ready to take him down. And so with the word wrestle, to struggle means to wrestle. It means to come to your opponent. It means to grab hold and to know and to look for his weaknesses, to know that you are the victorious one. It's to know that I know his word. I know how to put him down. I'm looking, oh, I might be close. He might be right here. He might be trying to put me down, and yet I know how to maneuver. See, I don't know we have enough wrestlers in here. Because I can tell by your prayer needs that you're not wrestling. And so I don't know about you when the Bible says that we are in a struggle it says in Ephesians six twelve it says, for our struggle, our, str- our wrestling match, our wrestling match is not with flesh and blood. Why are you fighting people in your family? Why are you fighting someone at work? Why, are you, why is your mind there that you think that your battle is with your brother or sister or with your mom and dad or with brothers? You know, whatever it is, why is your mind there? See, that's where the enemy is tricked you. He says, well, that's right where I want them to be. You know, they're not ready They're wrestling with me, and I'm winning because they don't know their position. They don't even know how to defeat me. They're powerless. And so our struggle, our wrestling match, is not with each other. So quit. Quit today. If you're having trouble right now in your family, quit. Quit. Because that's the work of the enemy. You're actually helping him against others in your family. So to me, God, what are you saying here? What, what do I need to do? So let's look a little further. It says, but against, oh, we said where Jesus' position is. What was Jesus' position? Wasn't he overall role? So are you seated with him? You see, he is above all. But it says here, your struggle is not with flesh and blood, but or with not with flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers and world darkness. It's in, against the spiritual forces of evil in heaven, heavenly places. But let's go back. What, what is, what is Jesus' position? Let's, let's go back there. Jesus, it says here in Ephesians 1:20. God the Father raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at the right hand of heavenly pla- in heavenly places. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Heavenly places. It says, far above all in authority and power. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Authority, rule, authority, power, dominion, and every name above all names. Look, and let's go back where we were before. Ephesians 6.12 says, but against rulers and authorities against powers and this world darkness and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. But Jesus is over all. Why am I struggling here? Because you're not in the fight. You, You have chosen to put your mind upon those things that Satan says yes to. And you're there and you're like, why am I struggling with this? Because it's not the fight. Go back to the enemy and say, oh, you're the one. Wait a second, let me just reflect on Jesus' position, my Savior's position. He's above all, which means that you, trying to do this with me, isn't going to work. Turn your attention, and maybe even your aggression, away from people. Wow. Right. And think about this. If he can say, okay, I don't have a problem with my wife, and I'm doing pretty good. How about flesh flesh? You. Now we have flesh and blood. Okay, Lord, I'm not fighting anybody. I'm cool. I'm chilling out. I'm, I'm a man of peace. You know that, Lord. But I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. You see, now the devil says, Well, he may not be frightened his brother and sister, but if I can get his mind on himself in his struggles, I win. You tell me one thing that Jesus is not over in your life one thing and if you could say well he's not over my sickness he's not over my depression and you can start to name all kinds of things in your circumstance right now that the devil wants to keep you there he says i'm in this wrestling match and i've got you pinned i'm going to hold you there and i want your mind to be all about you all about your struggle all about you, what you're dealing with. Because if I can keep you there, then you're not going to fight me. You see? He forgot Jesus' position. And he says, I seat you with Jesus in heavenly places. I seat you with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Isn't that good news? So why would you get out of the seat? Why would you get out of the seat? Because what it tells me, if you, Jesus, if you seat me with you, <laughs> that means I'm seated with you and you're above all, you see? And so if you're above all authority, all I got to do is stay with you, you see? Why am I fighting this over here? I need to fight the, other, okay, against, I, okay, you and me, we're against, even though you rule over, you're sending me against. And you're giving me everything that I need, Jesus, to defeat him for more than a conqueror. You see, I think we've been set up. I think we've been ransacked. I think all we need to do is get our minds back on. You know how I know that? Let's go here to this. It says, 1 Peter 2.11 says, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers, once you become saved, you're no longer part of this world. You become an alien to this world. Isn't that good news? You're an alien and a stranger to this world now, thank God. It says to abstain from fleshly lusts which war rage war against what your soul if you want another translation let's go dear friends i warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that rage against your very souls you see why? why we see and that's where we stay we we stay in this well and we we don't stay away we, we have these things in our lives that God says, oh, I want you to get rid of those things. Your mind is too much around yourself. Just, get, just keep away from them. Just get them out of your life, you see. Then your mind will be clear away from those struggles into the real struggle. That's why he tempts us with all this. He tempts us because he wants us to be about those kinds of lusts. You say, I can't break through. I don't know why I have this in my life because... He wants you out of the fight. He's seen a weak spot in your life. He did the heel pick, took you down. He's pinned you and you don't even know your adversary is in the fight. So get off of those issues. It says to keep away from those things. Well, I'm struggling. Let's stay away from it. Well, I, I can't, be, you know, pornography's got a hold of my heart. Well, stay it says to abstain from it, keep away from it. Well, I don't I can't. Just can't do it. It Pulls me in. What voice are you listening to, folks? It's it's just not the right one. He wants you in the real fight against this, against the authorities and the powers of the darkness. He says, that's the fight. What are you so caught up in these other fleshly things? He says, stay away from it. Keep away from it. The word here is an interesting word. To keep away, to abstain. The short definition, to have in full, I don't want to say it says Am far, but in far, it's, it's enough. In the other words, it's, it's made up of two words. It means to, away from and have. It's like I have and I stay away from. It's this word is kind of interesting because... Uh, to stay away just seems like I just stay away, but it says, no, you obtain, you have something, and then that something you have makes you the power to resist those things to stay away from. See, I love that. It's properly to have one thing by separating and letting go of another. So what do you have? Well, I, I'm saved in Christ Jesus. Really? What do you have? You see, you have what you need To sustain, uh, uh, abstain from that. You see? So what we have, we have to understand what we have. Lord, I, I have all that I need. You see, you're all that I need. So why am I even trying to pick up those things to stay away from? I need to know what I have. And if I truly understand what I have, then I won't need. I don't need. Stay away from that. And let's look at this one. This is very good. Second Corinthians 4.4 4 says this. And the God of this world has what? Blinded the minds of the unbelieving. So that they might not see what? The light of the gospel. Because you don't know what you have. The light of the gospel. Of the glory of Christ. Who is the image of God. You've got to understand what you have. See, if your mind is cluttered or it's blinded, you won't understand what you have, so you ride on and grab other things, you see? I don't know, and so I'll just bring in this lust. of this. I want this. I deserve this. Before you know it, you're picking it. Because you don't understand, it's a mind issue. The unbelieving. The unbelieving. Do you believe today? Do you believe today? Then why are those things in your life if you understand what you have, you don't grab hold of those things that he says let go of. This is where it gets down to it, Ephesians 6. It says in 6.13, it says, therefore take up the full armor of God. Now, I think that's a good thing. Who knows, has anybody ever been, in, anybody know what armor is, first of all? <laughs> David tried to put on the king's armor and it didn't fit and armor is a way of protection isn't it isn't armor to to guard your body so when you go in the war you have everything to guard it but i found something very interesting it's not only a guard all the things that we're going to mention are weapons which is very interesting So I I looked at this and said, okay, the full armor, let's put on, it says daily, to put on the full armor of God. Let's go actually into what full armor means. And I thought this was very interesting. You see, it's actually made up of two words, every weapon. That means you are to put on every day, every weapon. And it mentions these. So we're going to get into these next couple of days, or next couple of weeks, I should say. What are these weapons? Things, these things were supposed to put on. And it says, everything needed to wage successful warfare. Everything. It says, in full resources the Lord gives to the believers so they can successfully wage spiritual warfare. And this way they do not fight for victory, but from His victory. I like that. That's a good statement. Wasn't mine. I copied that one. That was good. Everything you need to fight that day is given to you. But what do you have to do? What do you, he says, they're there. What do you have to do? says what? To take up. Or other translations may say put on. Take up. Put on. Okay, Jesus, you're sitting with Jesus, it's the heavenly places, and he says, son, there's your battle, go. Now, you say, well, Christ Jesus, ruler of all, doesn't he? He says he rules over all, but he says what to us? Pick up, put on. He says, I'm sending you, I'm telling you clearly, you got your mind straight, Lord, I understand now, this is the enemy, I'm... and he says, yes, son, Go. I will give you everything, but you must put it on. You must put it on. That way you go up against your adversary, you're fully armored, and then you take him down. So we need to know the weapons, don't we? Because to put it on, you've got to know what you're putting on. It isn't a suit in the closet, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Like a Superman suit. Wouldn't it be awesome if it was already on? I just love this idea. I, I I used to watch the old Superman. Someone said he jumped out of a window and killed himself. Is that true? But anyway, that's a different subject. <laughs> Google it or uh, Wikipedia. Can always believe that. And it wouldn't it be cool. You you come in and say Jesus, take my life, and He says, I got you. Is that true? someone said? Is that true? <laughs> so, I've got you. You're like awesome. And then you, wouldn't it be cool if He had the Superman suit on underneath the clothes? So in Superman, did He have to? Did he have to expose himself to be Superman? No, he was trying to let everybody know he is common. You know, what's his, Clark Kent, yeah, right? And so I'm just gonna be Clark Kent, but underneath, I'm Superman. Wouldn't it be awesome? Because then you wouldn't have to worry about putting on the armor. You'd be like, already right there. The big yes on my shoe, Superman. Wouldn't that be awesome, though? You get saved and you're just equipped. Wouldn't it be awesome to just, you just walk out and say, ah, I'm just, okay. I need to be Superman. Take the enemy down. He tells us we need to put on. It's not already on you. If it was already on you, he wouldn't say, pick it up and put it on. Interesting, isn't it? See, as a Christian, I always thought that that I had everything that I needed. And I don't want to argue that word. But that means I don't have to pick anything up. That would mean that i am already got my Superman suit on and I'm already equipped. I mean, the devil wouldn't even have a chance with me. Wouldn't he? i just have to show my big S. Whew, take you down, right? Bam. That was easy. Next, devil. That, that, I love that. But Jesus, Jesus is sitting in heavenly places and he's got me there. It's right beside him, it says, I'm seated with him in heavenly places. And he says, son, I'm above all. I'm ruler. I will give you everything that you need but you must put it on it's a choice so you can say jesus that's a great i do this and you forget to put that on you are gonna get beat up and then you turn around going well i don't understand god must not be listening he must not be hearing my prayer really you're gonna blame god on that one the real issue is you i have my superman he's like superman outfit i didn't give you that (laughs) I gave you some armor. You want to pick that up? Then you go fight. Pick it all up. Because what you pick up is everything you need, it says in his word. Everything, that every weapon you need is in the armor. Pick it up and go. And then you will be equipped. Because the devil is not always going to fight the same way. So I thought that was very interesting. Everything is there and needed. Everything needed to wage war is there. Every weapon. It means every. The word means every weapon. Full armor. Every weapon. (laughs) Does anybody here want to go fight the devil without one of the weapons? You think, oh, I left that one home. Can I go home and pick that up? Before you're on the mat. And then you're like, oh, here it is again. Defeated. That's just not the way it goes. Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, take up the full armor of God. Take up the full armor of God. Who is it from? Full armor of. We want to pick up the same weapon. They're going to shout at me. I'll shout back. Call me an idiot. But call you an idiot back. You want to take my job? Well, and you know, you start to fight. You see, he wants to keep you in a fleshly fight as much as possible because you're fighting with the same weapons. He says, I'll give you every spiritual weapon you need. I will put you in a spiritual fight, but you're choosing to do a fleshly fight. Why are you there? Why don't you give that one up? Let's go fight the spiritual thing. If you take care of the spiritual enemy, you'll probably see a lot of things delivered. He doesn't want us to fight fairly. He wants you to fight to fight. And so he'll keep you right where you are. In the mind. Clearly not seeing things. For he blinds the minds of those who do not believe, so they will not see the glory of Christ, his gospel, his set free. We're gonna get in next week to the first one, and we're gonna touch each and every one of those armors. And we have to make a pact. You can't just know them, because I guarantee in this session, in this series, you will be attacked. This is one of the things that almost every pastor I've ever talked to taught on armor and the spiritual warfare. There was things that came. Now, if that's not your bag, you don't believe in that, I don't know what to tell you. If you believe in God, they have got to believe in the enemy. But here it is. If you're ready to do this trip with me, then let's read up. If you want to know where I'm at, it's Ephesians. You read for yourself. And don't go too quickly, because you can read that in about one minute. You take your time in that section, and I'm going to tell you all the things that will relate to that. You'll learn how to put on the helmet of salvation. Well, Lord, I'm saved. Why does he say to pick up the helmet of salvation then? If you're already saved, you're going on that, well, the devil you can't have because you can't. You know I'm saved, and so I'm going to come at you. Really? it says, why does you have to pick and put the helmet on? There's something about what he's telling us that every weapon is found. When you go at the enemy with every weapon, what can he take? How can he pin? You will take him out. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. I'm excited, Lord, that you're going to teach us about this armor. I believe, Lord, by that word, armor, that it's every weapon that we need. The battle is not with flesh and blood, it's not even against those around us, and it's not against the flesh of me. So you tell me to abstain, to, to let go, to, to not even get close to, to keep away from those things so that my mind can be clear to fight. I'm not going to worry about the flesh and blood. Lord, take me above that. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus my mind be clear that I'll fight the good fight. And I pray, Lord, that in this session that we will learn how to fight fairly, the good fight against the adversary. And those things in our life that are trying to pull us, tempt us, all those things, Father, in the name of Jesus, we will be able to overcome those things. Lord, the strength, everything we found can find us in you. Lord, I thank you for this day. Bless us, Lord, as we leave and go our separate ways. Jesus' name.